Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. Trees came down all over Oregon last week. Snow and ice and wind wreaked havoc on the canopy, felling trees on roads and power lines and houses. Some of those downed trees were a surprise, but not the one that fell on Sarah and Joel Bond's house in southwest Portland. In fact, in 2021, the Bonds applied for a permit with the city to take down the huge dug fir, along with the one that was right next to it. The Bonds said it was a danger. The city said it was fine. Sarah and Joel Bond join me now. Welcome to Think Out Loud. Thanks for having us. Sarah, what drew you to the house in the Gabriel Park area when you first saw it? Well, um, we had been on the hunt for a few weeks, and it was during that crazy time where the interest rates were low and houses were flying. Um, This house, when we went to go see it, we 100% did not think that we were going to have a chance getting it. Um, It had been newly renovated. Uh, We wouldn't have had to do anything. Um, It was a beautiful house and we automatically put an application in um, and we were accepted and super excited and kind of in disbelief. It was the last place we ever thought we Hmm. would get. Joel, can you describe the the, the two Doug firs that are, I was going to say were, I guess still technically are on the property and and the size and and where they are in relation to the house? Yeah. So they were, they were both in, in the backyard. Like if we, if we kind of like divide the backyard into two sections, I would say each tree was like kind of in the middle of each of those sections. And um, the one, if we're looking at the house from the front, the one to the left was the the bigger one. Um, That one was about, uh, well, it was about nine and a half feet around. Um, I mean, it had to have been like a, probably around 100 feet high or more. And that's the one that fell. Um, The wind uh, always comes from the same direction. And so all the trees on that street have kind of developed a little bit of a lean and this big one was especially noticeable to us. Um, and so that's what kind of prompted us to apply for the permits. How soon after you bought the house did you apply for the permit? Did you, did you realize that you were worried about one or both of the trees falling on your house? It was kind of like during, during the open house, I think we both were like, whoa, that's a really big tree, but we didn't really... Th- think about it but um you know as like a few months in i guess um we kind of started to think like what would happen if it came down and um yeah it was like september of this of of that year like so really just a few months after we moved in that i applied for the permit Hmm. sarah what's that process like what do you what does the city require of you if you want to chop a tree down on your property well you have to state your reason um, and then you have to give them a drawn-out plan of how you would remedy removing that tree, what trees you would plant in its place. Um, and, yeah, that's, and that's pic- the whole process. Pictures of pictures the of circumference. The trees, yeah, with yeah. the measurements. Um, and I, I, I've learned recently that it's usually an arborist, that you contact an arborist and they do the permitting process, but we just went straight to the to the website of Urban Forestry and did the permitting process ourselves. 
And what was the response? Um, so it, it took a few months to get a response. There was a little bit of back and forth with um, uh, what needed to be included on the uh, the permit, but I, we didn't get an, a anyone from the city coming out to take a look at the trees until uh, sometime in January of 2022, um, and then ultimately got the final decision early in February. What was the reasoning from the city? Well, um, the person who came out said that it had to be. I think the words were it had to be diseased dead or dangerous, which I, th I thought we qualified as dangerous because yeah. it was leaning. Um, but the response was no, like, you know, it's normal for trees to lean. Um, it's normal for trees to be moving that much in the wind. Um, and um, there's no like imminent uh, threat of this falling down. Hmm. Sarah, it is possible to appeal that decision, the, the, the denial of a permit. My understanding is that the two of you didn't do that. Why not? We did have an arborist out to give us like a second opinion about it. And he just said, yeah, yeah, the tree is healthy. The city's never going to approve this. So we just were like, okay, that's mm -hmm. it. Like they gave us their answer and there's nothing we can really do. Um, to and, change that. And nothing really, I would say nothing really ma m uh, meaningfully changed about the situation over the years. So we didn't really have a reason to think that they would have a different opinion. How much did, did the two of you think about the, the, the leading tree in particular over the last two years? The oh permit was denied almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it came down on your house last yeah. week. How much did you think about it in the, in the intervening two years? All the time. Anytime there is a strong windstorm. Um, I like, I mean, when we, we moved our daughter's bedroom, like when we first moved in, we gave her the master bedroom because we thought, you know, if that tree comes down, it's going to go on the other room. And we so we, we took we that room fall, and yeah. we let her be on the other side of the house. Um, Thinking if the worst case scenario happens, you'd rather be, be crushed than your yeah. daughter. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, so every windstorm, uh, we were, I just, any sound, like a branch falling outside, I would just like shoot up awake out of bed, like, is it coming down? Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, our neighbors had a tree fall on their house. And my first like question was was it healthy and they said yes it was healthy and I was like man we got to get this tree down and um I I started getting recommendations for arborists uh, that was on December 29th by the way um and uh yeah we've any I mean all of our friends we've talked to all of our friends family members just about how anxious we were about it um it's really confusing because I didn't know like if it was uh, just us being like worried um, or if it was actually a danger. Um, I mean, if the tree fell, it was going one place on our house. Like there's no other way it wouldn't go anywhere else. Obviously we're talking because that's what happened. Yes. Can you tell us about that day, that moment last week? So we had our eyes on the tree all morning because like we said, this is always kind of uh, on the top of our minds whenever there's strong wind. And actually, uh, we had a, f a neighbor down the street come over because a tree had just fallen over and crushed their shed. So they came to our house to like make some phone calls. 
and then 15 minutes later gosh that while they like, were there it was like yeah 7 minutes yeah, or something it was really soon after they were there um yeah we started hearing wood splitting and i i mean i think i can speak for both of us i mean we knew exactly what was happening and i i i just remember yelling it's it's coming down and uh running upstairs and uh um because that's where uh our daughter was and i uh yeah definitely there was a moment uh running up the stairs that i thought was gonna be lights out yeah but it wasn't and um by the time i got up there uh it was the the house was just destroyed and and was able to find josephina and kind of calm her down i'd say uh my response was a little slower because um and my memories of it is like are very fragmented i just i remember i was either walking down the stairs or i was standing in the hallway and i saw uh, Joel and our neighbor Peter, they were looking out the window in the living room and they were just chatting. Peter's on hold with PGE. And then I hear them say, is it coming down? And then they say, it's coming down. And then I hear the wood splitting, like cracking and the tree hits the house. Um, I don't even remember the sound of it. It must've been like deafening. Um, I, the house just shook and like dust filled the air. Uh, I thought the house was going to collapse for a moment. I was just kind of like anticipating and and then it didn't and I ran upstairs. Um, I saw my neighbor's daughter standing in the hallway and she was just like totally stunned. She's 15. Um, there was a massive tree branch coming through the ceiling out of our bathroom. Uh, it was probably like six feet long and maybe like eight inches around it was huge and I asked her like I was saying like my daughter's name over and over again I was like where's Jojo and she just pointed at the bedroom and I didn't know what I was gonna see like when I walked in there it was terrifying I didn't hear her um, and I kept saying like where's Jojo and then he said uh, Joel said I have her and I looked and he had her and she was just like covered in dust um, but she was okay. And then I was just absolutely relieved. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we're talking right now with Sarah and Joel Bond. They own a house in Southwest Portland that a tree fell on last week, two years ago. They applied with the city of Portland to remove that tree and the city said no. <clears throat> we did invite Portland Parks and Recreation's Urban Forestry Department to come on today, but they told us that they are still in response mode because of all the damage last week, and they couldn't make anyone available this week. We hope to have a conversation with someone from the office soon. They did give us a statement. They said this, among other things, safety is a top priority of Portland Parks and Recreation. Not all tree failures can be predicted, but through proactive maintenance, engaging qualified tree care providers, property owners can learn their best options about how to keep trees safe. Early detection and proper care are key to preventing issues. It's important to engage experienced, qualified tree care experts for evaluating and maintaining trees on private property. They added this. There are many reasons trees or limbs may fall. In extreme weather events, trees that have stood for 100 years without any concerns can be affected. Since a tree's roots are not visible, at times it appears that a healthy tree has fallen when, in fact, the structural integrity may have been significantly compromised. Um that's the, uh, the end of that statement. I, I should note that in your case, it didn't come from the bottom of the the, the root ball. It actually snapped. The, the trunk itself snapped. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I mean, my understanding is that 
you both are, you're fans of trees. You understand um, the arguments against a kind of willy-nilly approach to chopping down trees given climate change and given the the need for shade. What do you want the city's approach to be in, in terms of balancing the need for shade, the need to, to have a tree canopy Absolutely. and preventing something like what happened to you both? I, I think they should work backwards almost and assess the risk. Like what's going to happen if this tree falls? Is someone's life going to be in danger? In our case, absolutely that tree was massive it was leaning toward our house if it fell it was going right on top of it and that seems reason enough for me to remove it nobody can predict if it's going to fall or not Um, and I would be happy to plant all the trees they want us to Um, I mean we we wanted to like plant all kinds of trees back there anyway Um, our landscape is like pretty bare at the moment and we had lots of plans for it Uh, I think, you know, especially for homeowners, like we should be able to make decisions about our property and our safety. Um, And that tree was so big and so like leaning over that it it was just terrifying. And I think I I think that the decision was very swift. And another thing, those trees were isolated. They weren't in a forest. Um, They get the brunt of the east wind right on our hillside. So there was a lot of factors that I feel like they didn't consider like enough when they made that choice. Joel, can you give us a sense for the permitting bureaucracy that you're dealing with right now? Well, why don't you take that? Because I feel like you've been doing most of the correspondence with them. Yeah, I've been, I, I was on the phone every day last week with people from urban forestry calling the emergency tree line, uh, trying to get information about the, like if there's an emergency permit that I can apply for to get the other tree removed. Um, I was really scared that it was going to fall on my neighbor's house. Cause the other tree was damaged in the storm. It was, yeah. Limbs had fallen off. Um, my main concern was the night of, uh, January 13th, the, the day that the tree fell on our house. Um, I, we had a crew come out to put a tarp over our house. Um, and I went and looked around the root ball of the other tree. And since there was snow on the ground, it was very easy to see that there was cracking around the roots, which makes like it's going to, the roots are moving, which is not a good sign. What's it going to take for you to, uh, to get that tree chopped down uh, and the, the stump of the tree that fell on your house? We... Well, I, I did get an email from Urban Forestry yesterday morning telling me that I had to apply for a retroactive permit to fully remove the stump of the tree that fell on our house and put a new tree in its place. Um, the other tree that is still standing, we I had an arborist out yesterday and he agreed that it was dangerous and he's going to take it down. Um, but what they told me like explicitly over the phone was that uh, a retroactive permit is not guaranteed. So we are doing that. We are removing the tree without a permit, knowing that we could likely face a very big fine up to $8,000. If after the fact the city says, we disagree with your reasons for removing this tree. That's right. Yeah. Sarah and Joel Bond, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
Sarah and Joel Bond are homeowners in Southwest Portland. He is a software engineer. She is a ceramicist and a teacher.